You are listening to Mad Chat with Chad and Matt. What's up, you game assassins? This is Mad Chat with Chad and Matt. This is our gaming podcast that all my friends told me they promised me they'd listen to, but I know for a fact they don't. Chad, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm one of those friends, and I... <laughs> well, I, I download it. I don't listen to it. <laughs> That's so. all that matters. <laughs> you can count me in the category. Um, I, I would feel weird, like... But I'm doing hey, well. Hey, listen to my Matthew. podcast and tell me what you think. Like, I want people to find it naturally because they're interested, you know? So <laughs> I'm not going to, like, shove it down people's throats. Oh, but, no, I'm shoving it down but, people's throats. But anyone listening, we want you to shove it down people's throats. Do the work for us. Um, Chad, got some big Fortnite news. You want to talk about Fortnite real quick? No. Okay, moving on. So, uh, Chad, what do you have? I have a wonderful article that came to me on Facebook. <laughs> came to you? Okay. Okay. What is this article about? The 18-plus adult gaming portal, Nutaku Games, I'm probably butchering that because it's Japanese, it's making its way into eSports with their mobile title, Tits and Tanks. <laughs> as described by product manager Ben Fascio, think of it as World of Tanks, but with fully uncensored anime action. <laughs> oh, wow. You said it's an eSport? <laughs> it is an eSport. It is sponsored uh, by YouPorn. Okay. <laughs> now, hold on. I've heard of YouPorn sponsoring CSGO teams in the past, but this is on a whole new level. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so the article continues. It says, The tournament is to begin this autumn with, a, with 64 participants and a $25,000 prize pool. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is worth noting that each competitor, this is the best part, each competitor will receive a 12-month free membership to YouPorn. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow, they get that premium membership free. <laughs> so this what isn't YouPorn's <laughs> first dive into esports. I, I have to, previously like, sponsored. I don't want to say I have to look up this game now, but like I, I need to know more. I have to know what's going on here. <laughs> YouPorn is uh, previously sponsored uh, Team YP. Formerly played a win when competing in Overwatch, Dota 2, Street Fighter tournaments. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what it was. It wasn't CSGO, it was uh, Overwatch and Dota. <laughs> Street Fighter, okay. <laughs> Damn, that's... This is, this is bizarre, but I love this news. It's fucking hilarious. It's the world's first adult gaming esports tournament. <laughs> See, it, they're, setting, they're setting records, they're giving away memberships they've got a $25,000 prize pool I mean <laughs> so the game they're playing is tits and tanks right <laughs> which to me just sounds fucking hilarious <laughs> uh, okay okay hold on imagine like you're trying to break through into the competitive gaming world it's your dream to be a pro gamer it's what you've been training for and then you see this and you're like fuck it <laughs> i'm gonna try it for tits and tanks and then like your fr family and friends are like hey uh so we, we heard you've been getting into some competitive gaming and you won some money in a tournament that's that's pretty cool what game are you playing like what do you say <laughs> do you just would you just own it like oh i play tits and tanks bro <laughs> no uh you know coming from my family and my background who would chastise the living shit out of me for anything of that nature <laughs> i would rather say like i it was like Dungeons and Dragons because I'd mm -hmm. get made fun of even more 
for, <laughs> for what Nutaku Games is called the Lewd Gaming Championship. <laughs> I would get laughed out of my family tree for that. And it's a mobile oh, game, so you can download that on Android and iOS soon. <laughs> Please sponsor us. <laughs> Come on, you porn. That would be awesome if we were Matthew sponsored needs by Uporn. Free twelve month subscription. Yeah, I need my. Yeah, I need that free subscription. I'm running out of money. <laughs> oh God, this is. Uh, uh, it's that's that was. You know what? I really needed that good laugh because this past week has been really shitty at work. <laughs> Long story short, we lost five employees. Oh, oh my <laughs> and I'm God. like scrambling to find new people. So yeah, that was a good laugh. Hey, I was, if you hire I really me, I'll, that I'll one. work for you. It's got to be at least fifteen dollars an hour. Oh my though. God. <laughs> uh, was that was that all you had for that story? Uh yeah, that that's okay, all. Okay, okay, because I I gotta move on real quick to uh, just really quick talking about Black Ops Four. I can't oh, get God. enough of this Black Ops 4 goodness. So I was looking, um, and anybody listening, you can go on to the uh, Xbox Live Marketplace. This is where I found it. Just go to the games coming soon. And you can see there is a Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Digital Deluxe Enhanced Edition. You want to guess how much money this costs, Chad? Uh, I'm going to guess it's going to be north of $100. $129.99. <laughs> hey, does that version come with a campaign? Uh, no here's what it comes with it says in this bundle call of duty black ops 4 and the call of duty black ops 4 black ops pass are you, are you no, fucking serious the, the black ops a, pass is more expensive than the fucking game itself here's the thing at first glance that's what it looks like it looks like the pass is 70 dollars but actually it's not the pass itself is $40, so you can get a $99 version, or, yeah, $40. You can get a $99 version that comes with, like, 2,000-something Call of Duty points. Well, this version, the $130 version, comes with 8,000 Call of Duty points. That's pretty awesome. Does it come with its own dunk <laughs> everything else is the, Everything else is the exact same between those two, the, the $100 and the $130 version, except for the extra call of duty points <laughs> so that's that's the difference <laughs> well i'm about to say a word that might uh trigger some people so i apologize i just can't stop myself from saying this but that should also include a t-shirt that says i'm a fucking retard <laughs> <laughs> serious like how I, I i'm out of words to describe how how strange this is to me that I haven't heard anybody else saying anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first, like, I mean, it's the first I've seen of it, so maybe nobody has looked at this yet, like, not a single person on the planet, but this is a bit bizarre. I'm going to read to you it's, uh, the, the little bonuses it says in the description. So this digital enhanced edition includes Call of Duty Black Ops 4 game, of course, 8,500 Call of Duty points, the digital edition bonus items, and uh, Black Ops Pass includes Classified, a zombies experience available at launch, four additional all-new zombie experiences, 12 multiplayer maps, and four exclusive Blackout characters. Are they acting like 12 maps is, like, a lot? Because that's really not that I, many I, maps. I, 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 I don't know, I guess. Um, I mean, I know it was, like, over its entire existence, but Halo 3 yeah. has, like, what, like... 30 maps? 35 yeah. maps? Yeah, so... 
pre-order and get private beta access. <laughs> oh my god. Private. Oh, this reminds me. Um, so there's there are going to be two betas for this game. One of them will be a few okay. weeks early if you're a Comcast Xfinity member. Apparently they did this for World War II as well. They just, like, somehow Comcast has a deal with Activision and their Xfinity uh, subscribers get early Call of Duty access for the betas for three days. So I guess that's a thing. So does Comcast, so, like, are they trying to beat out Cox for being the most hated internet provider in the nation? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, I guess. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a Teaming three up day with beta. Activision is never a good idea when you're trying to have good customer Just as service. A, as a general rule, if you want your customers to like you, you don't team up with Activision or Pretty EA. Much. That's yeah. basically the general rule of thought. So, um, Oh, I see a little asterisk by the Call of Duty points. It says, Call of Duty points, CP, will be accessible in Call of Duty Black Ops 4 once CP are made available in the game. What does that mean? They will be available. They'll be accessible when they're made available. So does that mean like no shit? But does that mean it's not going to be there at launch? So what are people paying one hundred and thirty dollars for? The, the, the t-shirt. It's like here you can have this thing once we make it available, uh, <laughs> but it's it's not available at launch. I just I don't. don't know. I don't understand <laughs> the the mindset of this is the company that released, which is. In my opinion, the best Call of Duty out there. It's not my favorite Call of Duty, but I think just graphic-wise, gameplay-wise, just everything they did, I think they did everything right in Black Ops 2. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Yeah, I, I think it's the best one. I, I honestly do. It's not my favorite. Call of Duty uh, 4 is my favorite, and then I would probably go Call of Duty 2 after that, but... It, it just seems weird to me that a company can be so good at one thing and be on top for so long and then just, I don't know, did they hand the company over to just like a child trying to slam in a fucking round <laughs> peg into a circle hole? <laughs> we'll make it fit. Keep, just keep slamming it. <laughs> fit. I, yeah, people were saying, we want Call of Duty to go back to its roots. Okay, so we went World War Two. Okay. Oh, okay, so you want Battle Royale. So you want no, no campaign Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we're hearing you guys. You want to go back to the roots, so we're going to strip away all the things you like, and we're going to give you Battle Royale and no campaign, and we're going to charge you 70 extra dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't... I, I think there are more people begging for Battle Royale in a Battlefield game than people were begging for Battle Royale in Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just as just a really quick um, transition to the topic of Battle Royale, I really I have to say this on the record. I really hope that Battle Royale very soon goes the way of JFK and just gets shot in the fucking head and put out Explodes. to pasture. Because I'm sick of it. Well, I'm fucking you, tired of it. You kind of don't want the JFK version because then there's going to be conspiracy theories about <laughs> who killed Battle Royale for the next 40 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's it's seeping its way and in fucking into everything. And now we've got, I don't know, it's just, it's it's worming its way through into every game. And it's, I, I want it to go, just go, <laughs> go away. 
It's it's like so the first thing was uh, DLC paid for paid DLC, mm-hmm. and then the paid DLC went to microtransactions. Mm-hmm. And now microtransactions are going into cosmetic microtransaction with the battle royale mode. So you gotta look cool for everyone that you're trying to kill when you hide behind a fucking tree as they run by. Like, yeah, battle royale is the most unfun fucking game style I've ever played in my life. I don't find it enjoyable running around for 25 minutes looking for decent weapons, and you finally get one, and then you take off running to so you're not getting fucking circle deathed. And then there's some douchebag just laying down inside of a fucking tree where you can't see him, and then he just shoots you as you walk by. <laughs> like that's just, it's, I, when I I once I once tried to play uh, Fortnite for like an hour straight, and I was bored to tears afterwards. I'm just, I felt like I had wasted my time, and I it, it really does you feel, ever like, feel a like yeah. Time. If you ever feel like you're wasting your time in a game, then you know you need to stop playing that game. There, uh, I've literally wasted more time in a in PUBG than any other game because I would go fucking like look for 10 15 minutes scared shitless looking for a fucking weapon. <laughs> I finally get the weapon I want or the scope I want and then I kind of sit where I can get something and then I die with like 40 people left and I gain so little XP that it wasn't even fucking worth it. <laughs> And that game, well, I mean, like as far as I know, I still have it. I haven't played it in a long time. They don't even have like a practice mode, so you can get better at the fucking game. It's like, nope, just jump into the lobby and fucking die <laughs> yeah. until you get better, scrub. <laughs> and good fucking luck, man. Like I might have enjoyed it back when I was in high school, when I was a super ultra competitive person. But now I'm just like, I don't fucking care about my stats, and my KD anymore. Like, I used to be embarrassed by a poor KD. Like, oh my oh, god, yeah. my KD's I, yeah. like, a, it's barely over a 1. Like, now I'm like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's cool to have, like, a 2.0 KD, but fuck, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, my like, aspirations um... of going pro went gone long time ago <laughs> when I realized I wasn't fucking good enough. <laughs> yeah, so, I just... After I got my 50 in halo 3 i slowly started caring less and less about that kind of stuff yeah so i want to transition over to this new article that i that i i came across all right what you got and i i i've the (laughs) i can't even (laughs) say my words i'm just stumbling over myself but the past few years i i've changed my like stance on a lot of things and a lot of the things i've changed my stance on is government intervention in things Mm -hmm. i have i've come more to the realization that usually when the government puts its hand in some sort of thing whether the intentions are good or not they always seem to kind of fuck it up Mm. so i came across this article and i don't quite know how i feel about it and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to get your opinion on it. So, Germany has banned vague-slash-unclear dates for pre-ordered goods, which includes video games. So, meaning, <clears throat> the new ruling will now force retailers to provide a date for pre-orders on all goods. So, like, how Rockstar has put out 
uh, for Red Dead Redemption 2 when it was supposed to come out the first part of uh, this year, back in like yeah. <clears throat> January. They just put like quarter one of uh, yeah. 2018 pre-order now. Yeah, and, you can't and do that in Germany yeah. now. You have to have. They can't even. Yeah, it can't be available in 2019 or to be confirmed coming soon. Anything like that. You have to have a set date and time before you can start collecting money on a service. Now, <clears throat> my thoughts on it. It. I mean, it's kind of a good thing. Uh, it stops <clears throat> companies from uh, being predators and preying on people. My other thought of that though is don't pre-order a game that doesn't have a release date that you... I yeah, mean. it's like, that's kind of like a, that should be the consumer's call. Yeah. I remember when uh, uh, South Park, The Stick of Truth was first announced. I pre-ordered that game. I paid it in full. I was living in Mobile, Alabama at the time. It took over a year of um, delays before that game actually came out. I was living... I had moved to Oklahoma <laughs> oh by then. Oh my god. And I pre-ordered and paid it off at GameStop, so I had to just—I didn't know if it would work, but I had to go to the GameStop in the in where I was living now. Yeah, so it's like a, I went there, and luckily they were able to call the GameStop that I had pre-ordered from, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, here, here you go, here's the game," and I just got to have it. But I mean, what if I had just forgotten that I? fucking bought the game i paid for it outright like i don't know like <laughs> i can see what where people are coming from um because like that that kind of scenario doesn't necessarily happen all that often but you know it did happen to me yeah uh, and it ended up working out but i think that would have also been a lesson learned to just not pre-order games <laughs> until yeah. you know for a fact when it's coming out and in general, you probably shouldn't pre-order games anyways. No, I used to pre-order games. I used to get super hyped. I used to be super fanboy about stuff, too. Yeah. And, like, if someone were to say something bad about a game that hasn't even came out, then I would get upset. Like, oh, man, <laughs> screw you. You don't even know, man. <laughs> and, like, the older I've been getting, the more, like, kind of, like, mellowed out I've been getting about things. And the more you I'm just, like... You can think more objectively. I, yeah, I, I don't... I don't... And some people, like, oh... Uh, you just don't care anymore. You, all this and that. Like, I just don't try to rational rationalize my feelings as much. Like, I just try yeah. to sit back and <clears throat> like I, I'm coming for more of the like more of the Adam Carolla approach. The you know have personal responsibility. If if you do something, if you pay for something, you buy for something, then you know own up to what you did. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I've been coming around to that line of thinking a lot more and more recently. And, of course, each type of, like, thinking that you come about has its own flaws and everything. But for this, man, it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's not that big of a deal that they're just, they won't let you take pre-orders on games that don't have uh, a coming soon. But the question that I would have to raise to it, because uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance was funded through crowdfunding yeah that's a good point those games don't have a release date when they do it they're saying hey we just need the money for this it would that be illegal because it's kind of a pre-order because hey mm -hmm. or do they consider that a donation with a gift in the end i don't i don't know that's so, tricky because did you hear about um what's the game star citizen is that what it's called uh i don't know what you're the talking one, about uh well there's this game 
I can't. I think it's called Star Citizen. It's like this huge. It's 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 raised like hundreds or dozens or hundreds of millions of dollars on Kickstarter, and they just keep adding and adding and adding to it. And uh, it's been in development for years. Like it's it's this huge thing that a lot of people are very interested in. And there's this guy who spent like forty five hundred dollars oh backing it, God. and he's like, you know what? I was under the impression that you guys were not going to take this fucking long. Like. Yeah, you're seriously. You've been taking way too long for this game. I want my money back. I'm tired of it, and so, uh, you know, he took them to court, and the court ruled in favor of uh, the game company, saying, uh, "No, you made a deal. You gave them your money, and there's nothing else that can be done about it. You're not getting the refund." Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know. That I just thought that was an interesting story. It's like it sucks um, for that dude, but I yeah, mean, it's like similar to Kickstarter. It's if that you kind step of back and look at it, dude, why are you spending forty five grand on a game he, that you don't even know yeah. if it's coming out? Yeah, it's like, like you're spending a lot of money. That's a bad on this decision. Game. Yeah, that's a and just like, that's a really bad decision. And <laughs> yeah, it's, to me, it's really that's dumb. no different than some guy because what he's doing in that, he's not gonna gain any monetary value. Yeah, like, he's making like, an investment. He's but making an without investment getting. Without, Without getting any stock, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's what I if if that if that guy was gonna put that much money towards that game, he should have gotten in contact with the developers and say, "Hey, I will give you a fuckload of money. Either like give me some huge credits or something, or give me some stock in your fucking game. Like give me just mm-hmm. like one percent sales or something like that." But I mean, if you're gonna just go out there and just sling all that cash out there, of course they're gonna fucking take it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, kind of what it is. People get burned in bad investments all the time, and I don't know necessarily if I feel that's any different than some guy getting approached by some fucking creepo on the street who's been doing cocaine all day trying to get this dude to start a business with him, and that dude goes and starts his business and runs the business into the ground because he's a fucking cokehead, you know, and that guy gets screwed out of his money. That's... I mean, most people would look at that and go, oh, well, you shouldn't have trusted that fucking guy. Yeah, you shouldn't have trusted that guy that was obviously high on coke. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, obviously these are two completely different scenarios, but I just Different, but still similar. It's similar because you're giving your money for something that you don't even know. Yeah, you don't know for certain when it's going to come out or if it will. That's another thing with Kickstarter. It's like you... These these uh, projects sometimes they just get completely scrapped and you're out of your money. Like yeah, it's, that's I mean it. like I don't know if you've seen some of Thunderfoot stuff. Like when he does his debunking stuff, he's got some really good debunking science videos. I don't really care for much of his political commentary, but his his science videos like the people that run those scams about how they're gonna put solar roadways and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean those people get earn millions and millions of dollars through government grants and stuff for projects that are one inefficient and two just they're not scientifically possible like it's just ridiculous Mm -hmm. and a lot most of these come from like kickstarters or a lot of them come from government grants and stuff so we go through a like a a, like kickstarter is just a weird fucking thing ain't it (laughs) yeah uh yeah you can go ask any sarkeesian about that Oh Jesus! <laughs> just one of the biggest scam artists on the planet, and everybody's just, no one wants to fucking admit it. Well, some people do, but then they're like, you know, garbage humans. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're, they're garbage humans for saying, "Hey, this lady's scamming us." Oh, <laughs> but whatever, God. that's a whole other story for another day. 
<laughs> yeah. So you uh, you did tell me you had something about Fallout seventy six that you learned. Yes. Um, <clears throat> beta um, access comes out uh, October. Um, a month before the game comes out, so it's not so much a beta as it is just a stress test for the servers. Um, but I, they're the way they're doing it is kind of weird. So people were under the impression that when you pre-order the game, you get access, and that's true to an extent, but you don't get immediate access. They're kind of okay. So first people to get into the beta is going to be Xbox One users. Um, and then even at that, they're sending out codes at random, so not everybody's going to get a, a chance to play at the same time right as soon as the beta starts. Well, that's so. I mean, I understand why they're doing that because they don't want to overload the. Because they yeah. know they fucking know that this is going to be the biggest like MMO console release ever. Yep. So they've got to they've got to ease more they people have into to, it because. I don't think anybody's servers would be up to par enough. I don't. I just don't. Yeah, doubtful. So I do understand why some people are upset, but again, it is at random, so they're not. I mean, they're letting Xbox people in first, so you know that's one thing. But just that stuff happens all the time. Like there are certain deals that developers make with um, publishers and different companies like that all the time. But you know, well, hell, uh, everybody who. Used yeah, to do it pre-ordered. with Xbox. Xbox used to get the maps for all the Call of Duty games a month in advance. Yeah, and now, PlayStation. now it's PlayStation. So, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of that, uh, but, I mean, I don't think that should be illegal or anything. I mean, yeah. they can kind of I mean, do what so they kind of want to do. The main, the main takeaway is that October, sometime in October, we're going to be getting access to the beta, and I'm pretty stoked. Um, also, a little interesting tidbit. Um, if you are under level 5 in the game, other players cannot kill you in PvP. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty interesting how they did that. So people who are new aren't just going to constantly get destroyed by high-level players griefing them. So I'm wondering how their leveling system is. I'm going to assume it's going to be more like Fallout 4, where you can go up to like infinite level, basically. Because like yeah, well, the old I mean, Fallouts, you were capped out at, like, uh, yeah, what was Fallout? It was a cap. It was like, um, what? There's like 30 or something? Fallout 3, and, it started out as 20, and then with an expansion, they made it 30, I think. Yeah. And then I know it ended up at 30. New Vegas went to like 30, and then like 35 or something like that yeah. with one of the I, other DLCs. I don't recall what 4 is. I haven't. 4? There's. I don't think there is a level cap in 4. You just run out I don't, of perks. Yeah, I, don't, I think you just keep going until you unlock everything. Yeah, because you can console your command your way to like level 1,000. Yeah. Which I like that. I like that you can just keep going and figuring out what you want over time. Yeah. I that's that's why I I'm a huge fan of them allowing mods cuz like a mod to where you can have like if someone wants to go out there and recreate the old system to where you can lock yourself to level 30. Like they they can do that. So if yeah. you want the old time experience, you know, you can just download a free mod for that. That that to me is pretty cool. So uh, I, yeah, I'm excited for 76, so I, I'm worried, but I'm also <laughs> fucking excited. Yeah, I mean, we'll just see, um, it, from what they've said, they, there's like a full story involved, there's quest, uh, there's something to keep you moving along, 
besides just wandering the wasteland, killing creatures and fighting other people. So, you know, I'm anxious to see what the story is supposed to be. Um, but I, I mean, really like the yeah. a lot of those creatures they've been putting in. Those are some oh, pretty yeah. cool ass fucking things. Yeah, they, they've been in there. Yeah, and they're trying to um, delve into um, the lore of West Virginia, like the, like how you know certain areas in the world you have your special monsters and stuff like the chupacabra in Mexico and stuff like that. So they've been um, diving into different kinds of urban legends and folk tales and stuff like that. So they're gonna put fun little Easter egg monsters in there that match the uh, the lore of the area, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, that's just like that's one thing that Bethesda is really good at is world space. They get you really immersed and mm-hmm. like that's not like a big issue when people complain about the Bethesda fallouts. They complain about the the RPG mechanics and stuff like that. They yeah. don't really complain about how immersed you get like when you go into the world like it looks like a post apocalypse. They go deep into it like oh fuck i was watching a video on youtube about oblivion and Mm -hmm. and it was about the dark brotherhood and how insanely thorough they were with somehow like they're just ridiculous lore they had in in oblivion and when you start out in the dark brotherhood you just got to kill some random person and then you go to sleep and then you get visited by the uh, lucian lachance the the Dark Brotherhood speaker, and he comes talks to you and tells you that they know that you're a murderer, and then he gives you the Blade of Woe, and you're supposed to go to the the Inn of Ill Omen, and you're supposed to go kill that one dude. And then if you go talk to the guy when you go kill him, and he says something fucking creepy like, uh, oh no, it was an accident, she struggled, I told her not to struggle and everything would be fine, I didn't mean to, and then he like takes off running. So you know you're killing some bad dude. Like he was like either trying to like rape this girl and she kept uh-huh. struggling and he stabbed her to death or something. Well, <clears throat> if you go into the lore, you can find out by like going through his belongings and uh, going through some of the stuff. You can find out who put the hit out on him. And wow. then the guy that that put the hit out on him is the guy that's across from you at the very beginning of the uh, of the game in the cell against you that's talking <laughs> shit about you that's Damn. the guy that put out the hit for the guy you kill for the dark brotherhood and if you go to that that character because he's named you can go to his house and on the front door of his house there's a sign on the thing that says that the guy that was living here tried to summon the dark brotherhood and how that's not tolerated and he's in the dungeon you go into mm-hmm. his house and there's a uh imperial guard in there and then there's another imperial guard that sleeps upstairs because they're uh i guess still trying to investigate to see if they can catch some people from the dark brotherhood and you can uh go into one of his little treasure chests you can unlock it and you open up his diary and his diary is the whole thing of him trying to summon the dark brotherhood to kill this fucking guy oh my god so all of that just for some (laughs) random fucking guy you're supposed to kill for a first mission yeah that's insane. And, and that kind of stuff is like all throughout Bethesda's games and it's so much of it people might just forget Overlook. to check for or walk right past. That's and, not, yeah. And I'm guilty of that a lot in in the Fallout universes is not checking those damn terminals. Yeah. Those damn terminals will give you so much information and lore and stuff. Like 
just like every time you go to a, a high school or a middle school in Fallout 4, you'll find some weird-ass crazy experiment that they were doing yeah. with the kids. It's so crazy. You, when you played Fallout 3, did you ever uh, find all those what? tapes for that family that was trying to find each other before the bombs went off? What was that? I couldn't hear your mic. Oh, out. sorry. Okay, so in Fallout 3, there was a uh, this family, and they had holotapes like, randomly throughout the world. And you could find them and follow their progression of this family. It was just this random thing you could do if you just find these tapes randomly. And you could follow the progression of their story up until the bombs dropped. And then, if I remember correctly, they ended up in some bunker, and they still died anyways... I think one of them might have turned to a, a ghoul or something, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was crazy. Yeah, it's, just some, it's is... just some random thing you could just find these tapes and then follow the clues and you'll find this bunker with these this family in it and they're all dead except for like one person. Yeah, you'll have some of those like those real dark stories. Like you'll have like a uh, uh, a hollow tape about some guy talking about his family, and then. Like, you hear the gunshots go off in the thing, and then, like, once you look over from the, the tape, you see the skeletons where he murdered his family because they were ah, turning yeah. to ghouls or something, you know? And then you've got your lighthearted moments. Like, you'll be walking through some house, and there's, like, mannequins all standing around with knives in their hand. There's, like, a, a teddy bear <laughs> laying in a bathtub or something, you know? <laughs> Just some weird shit. So they got some funny stuff in there, too. But, yeah, I, I hope that they, they bring a lot of that extra world stuff in because to me that's what makes a bethesda game a bethesda game and it's just like those random you just happen to walk past this old house and then you're like oh i'll I'll check this out going here and then you just get sent off on this quest that you had no idea it was going to happen that day you were you were doing something else and you just slightly go off the beaten path and then you spend like three or four hours following this random quest line that's just the kind of stuff that always you know, draws me into a Bethesda's games world, so I want to see a lot of that stuff in Fallout seventy six. Yeah, I'm uh I'm curious to see the remake of um, Morrowind. There's a bunch of modders that have oh yeah put it into Skyrim's engine. They call it uh uh uh, uh what is that Skywind, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, Skywind, and then they got. Uh, they got the new Vegas Bolivia. thing coming out, don't they? For like a yeah. mod for Fallout Four. Yeah, they have a mod for Fallout Four they're working on. I don't know how soon the one for Fallout Four is going to come out. I don't know if it ever will because I'm, it's a fairly new project. But the Sky Oblivion and the Skywind that are coming out on uh, the Elder Scrolls, those have been in development for a couple of years. So I think they're getting mm. closer and closer. And then there's another mod they uh, uh, showcased which was Beyond Skyrim. Did you ever play the Beyond Skyrim uh, uh, Ruma? I I don't think so. That was a good mod. That was just like a teaser of what they've been working on. There well, was a mod... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I'll finish what I was saying after. Okay. They're, uh, they just released the trailer. It was one year after they released the trailer for Beyond Skyrim Bruma. They released their trailer for Beyond Skyrim Kavach. So Ooh. you get to go back to Kavach after yeah. they rebuilt it. So it it's going to be really cool to see that because yeah. they're working on the entirety of Cyrodiil. So I, I I'm excited to see what they've got co- coming up too. There was a mod that was really popular, and I'm I, the name of it is blanking on me, but it was a mod for Skyrim, and it, it was like it had this brand new world, 
that you would go to. Um, but it actually is getting, I've heard it's getting picked up as like its own release. Like it's being made into its own game and oh, it'll shit. be like sold. So it's, if I can remember the name, I, the I name wish I could. The name of it's Uh, That's Enderall? a different one. No? There's, there's another one. one. Oh, huh. I it's, don't know. What I, I played Enderall too. That one was good, but there's another one. Um, like the Lost City or something like that. I would like to see like, I don't. You played Enderall, right? Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. I didn't get a whole lot into it just because I'm not a huge fan of uh, old Skyrim on my computer because it mm-hmm. just doesn't work well with Windows 10 and it crashes a lot. But I would like to see uh, Enderall in the Witcher 3's engine. Ooh. Because that, that kind of fits with that kind of theme of the Witcher yeah. 3 and that kind of... that Enderall reminded me more of the Witcher than it did any Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, so. I can see that. Um, before we move on to the next thing, um, I actually read a really interesting article, and when you said The Witcher, it brought up CG Project read my mind. Um, they're <laughs> actually, um, they're actually like talking with um, neurosurgeons to try to make sure that their like their uh, implants, their cybernetic implants, make sense in world. So they're like, oh they're going to that much detail. They want that to seem as likely and as possible as it possibly can. I just thought that was really interesting. I it was just a really short article that just kind of spoke about that, but that just randomly popped into my head when you said Witcher Three. So I just another yeah. reason for us to love CD Projekt Red because they do so much research for their games. I think CD Projekt Red is probably the most consumer friendly company, mm-hmm. like game company, out there. Oh yeah, I would think so. And speaking of CG, CD Projekt Red, I do have another article to go over, Matthew. Okay. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so on July 17th, <laughs> you've heard of GOG. Yes. And they are owned by CJ, CD Projekt Red. Mm-hmm. They tweeted out a promotion promotion for Postal 2. So they had Postal 2 coming. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they had, yeah. They had Postal 2 coming back onto their game service, so they were trying to promote it. Well, they tweeted out a picture... And it had a gravestone, and it had games journalism on it, and it had the <laughs> character pissing on, <laughs> pissing onto the gravestone, and it said committed suicide August twenty eighth, twenty fourteen, which was the day of Gamergate. <laughs> wow, fucking shots fired. <laughs> they eventually did have to apologize, which yeah. I'm not a huge fan of them apologizing, but yeah. I mean. They should have posted yeah. a, a fuck you instead of an apology. If they're going to troll, man, you got to troll you gotta, all the way yeah, you through. you got to stick with it. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And uh, so this is one of the things they had an issue with. It said, the problem is that the GIF, GIF, I say GIF, fuck you, can be <laughs> interpreted as a dog whistle that panders to the hate group Gamergate. So Gamergate's ah. a hate group now. <laughs> oh my god. Of Which itself it has been leaded, leading to radicalism and even <laughs> murder. What? And then in quotation, someone said, they used BuzzFeed as the source to back that point up. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean... <laughs> so there you N- go. Now it makes sense. Yeah. But... <laughs> Fucking CD Projekt Red and GOG. Some some guy just had the balls to throw that out there. And to yeah. that man, I fucking salute them. Yes, let's all let's all fucking salute that person. I wish I knew I, who it was. I would send them a a little letter saying thanks for your service. 
<laughs> I I will go as far as to start supporting any company that just completely goes out of their way to go against political correct political correctness in gaming. Yeah. <laughs> I will go out of my way to fucking buy that game or yep. whatever I can do because it just cracks me up and I love it when it pisses people off. It, yeah. Uh, that's just the greatest thing. When you, when you see something so small and re- just silly and ridiculous like that and it just gets people just in a little t- a twist and they just can't even, they have to, oh, I'm so, so offended. Angry. Oh, you better apologize to me. <laughs> And it's it, for some reason, thing. it always ends back with white supremacy and Trump. Always. <laughs> <laughs> you could be talking about Gabrigate, which happened in 2014. <laughs> You're a Nazi! <laughs> oh my like, god. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> I I got another thing to, to point this at, point out. This is, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's pretty cool. Is that a company called, let's see, oh... It's for the Nintendo Switch. It's called Hori, H-O-R-I. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, no, I don't think so. They are releasing GameCube-styled controllers for the Nintendo Switch. Oh. So that they can use uh, it for, I guess, because I know people have been basically jailbreaking their Switches to have like emulators and stuff on them. Yeah. And so you could use that for a GameCube emulator, or if they do backwards compatibility on some of their GameCube games, you yeah. can have a I would, GameCube controller. I would think you should probably wait and do the backwards compatible games, because I've heard that um, people trying to mod and jailbreak their consoles has been bricking them. So uh, Yeah, I, I wouldn't... <laughs> so. like, I can uh, jailbreak and, and root... Like, I do it on my phones all the time. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't do it with my new phone. Well, I could, but... It's it's a pain in the ass to do the the Galaxy S7 that I have. Uh, long story short, but I, I I don't have any issues doing it to my phones and stuff like that. But man, a console like that, like, even yeah, though that's... the phone is way more fucking expensive, like the phone's eight hundred dollars, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll fuck with the internals of this. But a a two hundred dollar game console, I'm like, dude, I ain't touching that shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but that's got, that's got your that's got your account like your gamer tag and shit and all your info like that's true they, they might fuck with that and ban that that's true. so that's something else uh, i that's do have one, one more things... thing to talk about though before okay. we end so well, we mentioned a little bit earlier talking about um battle royale modes so the next big thing people are wanting to know is is it will there be a battle royale in halo infinite so i fucking hope not <laughs> god damn it i will be fucking pissed <laughs> Because if they're putting a fucking battle royale mode in fucking Halo, <laughs> that means that they're taking away time from making a good fucking game and making it for casual, filthy casuals, as I will call them. <laughs> all right, so you're on the same page as all the other Halo fans. So um, there was a live stream going on. There was a developer from uh, 343 talking to some people. And this is what he had to say. Let me find that quote real quick. Um... That'll be the quickest way to three four three yeah. to get booed off okay. the fucking stage. So somebody, yeah, somebody asked him about that, and he said, "I'll tell you right now, the only BR we're interested in is Battle Rifle, the original <laughs> BR. Oh so God. calm yourselves down." The and fucking then, dad joke of the year. Yeah, coming from three four three. But it's good news, and the people were like, "Well, he didn't say that they're not putting it in. He just said it's not a focus." And then Frank O'Connor, 
um, from 343. He's like, okay, if you want a Battle Royale mode in Halo, just make it yourself. <laughs> so... From Frank O'Connor. Thank God. Frank yeah, so O'Connor. That just, that just, just goes to show. Just come here to my house, unzip that pan, and I will <laughs> suck you dry. My so God. That goes to show that uh, 343 is finally listening to their fans. And they're they're not going to waste time produce, like, chasing another trend and trying God. to force something into their game that people don't want. They're, they're yes. trying to do what the fans want. But here's the thing. I found this article written by an absolute buffoon and i have to read this whole article it's not a super long article so i can get through it quick where, where was from, this from where was this from because i'm curious um i found it um i found it on it's on digital trends i found it through a different website and it linked it to this website so digital okay. trends so um, it wasn't article written one of the the uh chosen enemies of mine oh, no, 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 no. well i mean i don't know much about digital trends and but this polygon. guy is a, this one guy yeah his name is matthew s smith and this is his article it all right the, wait before you start before you start how does it feel to have the same name as that guy <laughs> i'm gonna change my name tomorrow <laughs> okay. um, so here's the the title of his article uh 343 writer says halo infinite won't have battle royale and that's dumb so this guy no okay here's this article 343 industries writer jeff easterling speaking on a live stream had strong words to say about the inclusion of battle royale in halo infinite quote i'll tell you right now he declared the only br we're interested in is battle rifle the original br so calm yourself <laughs> it's hard to tell if easterling was serious the tone of the comment and the informality of the stream makes the statement a step short of an announcement. It's possible he was speaking for himself, or that he doesn't have full knowledge of the studio's plans. If his attitude does represent the studio overall, though, I have an opinion to offer. That's dumb on multiple levels. <laughs> I can just hear this guy's keyboard clicking away yeah, as he's I drinking want... from Starbucks right now. Yeah, he's like, okay, so it goes on to say, Battle Royale. He's got to adjust his glasses because he's getting so angry and worked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on. He, okay, it, he's not wearing glasses in his picture, but that, yeah, whatever. I was, I was hoping he was. <laughs> Battle Royale is the hottest thing going right now for good reason. Its unique take on competitive multiplayer is the opposite of everything prior games were built on. That's the whole fucking point of why fans don't want it in Halo. It's the complete opposite of everything that the prior games were built on. So, you know how people have been screaming at Call of Duty, go back to your roots, go back Mm -hmm. to your roots. People were screaming at Halo to go back at its roots way before. Since 2012. It's been going on for six years. That's why Halo has been on this decline for six years. Because they've been chasing trends and changing their game too much. Yeah, and, and they, the they, fans are telling them, "Hey, we don't want you to do this. We do. If you put a battle royale in that game, I'm not buying it." That's what fans are telling them, and they're like, "Okay, we hear you." But then this fucking Claude over here has never played a <laughs> Halo game before. He said, "Hey, <laughs> I got another franchise I want to ruin my shitty ideas." Okay, so he my he God. continues, he continues. Before before it, almost all competitive multiplayer games were founded on assumptions that, in retrospect, seem stale. Fights must be fair. Levels must be tight and designed with obsessive detail. <laughs> Competition can only happen between two players or two teams. Okay, so this guy's saying that fair fights, uh, properly designed levels with incredible detail, 
and a competition between two players or two teams, that's stale and boring. <laughs> this is the kind of guy who <laughs> buys microtransactions so he can have the best weapons and gear so he can go shit on kids who don't have the money to buy the big <laughs> items and so he can feel good about himself when he steps out from behind the corner and he goes, <laughs> gotcha, bitch! And then he's over there teabagging him. Like, dude, you had a fucking assault rifle and I had a frying pan. Yeah. Relax, well, This fella. is the kind of guy who can't compete with a fair start game. Yeah. <laughs> he's the kind of guy who's so shitty that he drags his team down. So he's, he's not done yet. Then uh, came Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, was. Fortnite, and a long list of less successful, though often still popular imitators. He doesn't want to mention the fact that all these other clones of these uh, Battle Royale games are doing so shitty, such as the culling. And we'll talk about the culling at another time because we don't have mm-hmm. enough time for this uh, episode. But all these other games that are coming out that he kind of glances over... They're just, they're getting shit on. They're not making money. People hate them. So he wants to, but for some reason he thinks Halo should chase the trend. So oh, these games God. proved all the above untrue. No, they don't. <laughs> Again, <laughs> fights can be unfair. Levels can be sprawling. Competition can take place between up to 100 people at once with only one winner in the end, which uh, this guy's probably never fucking won a Battle Royale game. As a matter of business, then, shunning Battle Royale isn't smart. See, that's the biggest problem I have with this article. He's saying, as a matter of business, shunning Battle Royale isn't smart. 100% disagree, because the Halo fans are the ones who are going to buy this game. And they don't want Battle Royale. You alienate your Halo fans, you're not selling this game to anyone. At all. So, Chad, what do you think about what he said so far? Um, As a matter of business, shunning Battle Royale isn't smart. Yeah, I, I, well, I agree. I, I agree 100%. I was going to say that I guarantee you that Black Ops 4 will... Well, I say I guarantee. I'm, I'm not going to fucking bet any of you fuckers because I'll lose. <laughs> you fuckers. But what I, I am foretelling is that Black Ops 4 will be the worst-selling Black Ops out of any of the, out of the four. If, yeah, I mean, if I had to guess. Because it's just, you go... I have... Uh, you try to talk at the same I, time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on my Facebook, I don't follow Activision and I don't follow Call of Duty, but mm-hmm. I have their sponsored posts that pop up all the time. And it's always got like four. And it's like, and it really, it's just as bad as the clappy emojis, you know, where someone puts a word and they put the clap hands and then they put another word in the clap hands. But they got black dot ops dot is dot back dot and then it's got black ops 4 and all i ever see under there is like angry emojis laughing emojis and very very few likes and then you click on the comments and it's just people shitting all over them Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna i think it'll do better than infinite warfare just because infinite warfare was just hot fucking garbage yeah, and Black Ops has way more fanboys than than Infinite Warfare because it was a new start of the series. So this this article goes on um, talking about map size in Halo and how um, uh, big sprawling battles are part of what makes Halo great. Whatever um, we could go on and talk about it, but 
Um, if you just take a look at the comments for this article, it's just a bunch of people telling this guy he's a fucking idiot. And he's never played a Halo game and he doesn't know what makes a Halo game. So, I mean, just, just the people on his own article uh, telling him to fuck off and no Battle Royale doesn't belong. I think that's, that's plenty of plenty of evidence to go with uh, our opinion that not every fucking game on the planet needs Battle Royale. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm tired of But I just thought that article was hilarious. Uh, clearly, the guy has no idea what he's talking about. But, I mean, that's that's all I've got for um, for this week. So, anything else you have? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm having a lot of technical right, issues so. on this side. So, I think it's I mean, time to wrap it up. Yep, yeah, let's wrap it on up. So, if you guys want to contact us, um, we're... Uh, we've got their e- our email. It's uh, madchatpodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and email that, or you can just comment on whatever fucking, <laughs> like, you can, wherever you find us. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Google Play Stitcher. We're all over the place. Hopefully on iTunes soon. I think iTunes is waiting for us to upload more episodes before they put us through. So Okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, definitely uh, send us questions. Just comment on YouTube something. I yeah. Mean, we'd love to interact with you guys. Yeah, exactly. So... And also join the Discord. I link it everywhere um, that the episodes get uploaded. So, and yeah, if you and if, for some reason if, you, if the link doesn't work, you know, comment, email us, let us know. We'll send you another invite. Yeah. If you like uh, join the Discord, I have no issues unless I I, I find out you're a dirty, dirty bastard. <laughs> but I have no issues uh, adding you guys on any like Xbox Live or Steam and playing with you guys. That would be kind of fun too. All right. So. so. Um, with all that, I will say ta-ta and farewell. (laughs) All right, well, I'm done here too, so I will see ya. Thanks for listening to Mad Chat with Chad and Matt. Contact us at madchatpodcast at gmail.com and join the Discord to be a part of the community.